welcome to another episode of Everyday Strong. This is your host, C.B. Baker. Um, we got a really good topic today. It's a part two of how to pray. And Dr. Daniels is here to give us a little bit more insight on the method of prayer. So welcome to the show, Dr. Daniels. Uh, thank you, um, Brother Baker. It's always great to be here. And, you know, I think that the topic of prayer is one that uh, always needs to continually be explored because most people not only uh, have a difficulty appreciating the power of prayer, um, but oftentimes people get frustrated when they don't realize that their prayers have been answered. And, and even those individuals that are very strong in their faith and, and, and that, you know, really be, have a deep-seated belief in God can get weary, can get tired when, you know, when they feel like that the situation is becoming somewhat unbearable or if they feel like that what they're praying for, you know, they're not getting the fruits of, of what they've been praying for. So I think it's good to always for us to continue to explore that and to, and to talk about, you know, what should I be praying for uh, when things happen in my life and what should I look for as answers to that prayer? Yes. Yes. There's some of the things that um, after the first episode we uh, did over this on how to pray, I talked to my father, talked to other people about, you know, the things that was mentioned. I said, you've got to listen to this, um, this message because it was very enlightening to me. And it also has changed the way that I've prayed. And I've been um, to give a little feedback. I started back having those conversations, like you said, like a conversation you have with your father. I have mm-hmm. that the same type of prayer, like on my morning walk. Mm-hmm. So I no longer say, OK, I, I got to wake up now, you know, in the morning and close my eyes. And, you know, it's not the formal prayer per se. And I have actually seen some really um, good returns mm-hmm. on things. And and you talk about how um, talk about today about how to recognize when a prayer has been answered. Yes. You know, so and I had and it's, it's like you said, it doesn't really come in the form that you may think it comes, but you got to have your eyes open. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, I, I think one of the one of the things that people tend to uh, miss out on is this. And that is, should I pray for what I need? Should I pray for what I want? Because it's what I want what I need, you know, and and, and my, my, I guess my point being is this, is that oftentimes we get upset because we don't have what we want. And oftentimes what we need uh, is not what we look for. Mm-hmm. But what we should be praying for is for what we need, because if you have what you need, you can get what you want. Right. And I think that's the key. Is that you know the Bible says that our, our God will supply all of our needs according to His riches and glory, and 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 I think that's one of the things that we don't necessarily take to heart is that my prayer should be based on me getting what I need because if God gives me what I need, I can get what I want. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Right, and so that means if I'm getting what I need, I can get what I want. Now, is is one of the main problems that we have, Pastor, is the fact that we really don't know what we need. I, absolutely, I think most people don't know what they need. Most of us only know what we want, right? But but not what we need, and and you know, um, and not only that, you know, we 
we want a um, microwave response from God. <laughs> yeah. You know, we want to yeah. be able to put it in, click the two-minute button, and boom, all of a sudden everything materializes. And that's not reality. You know, God does not operate out of the realm of his own standards. And and so while certainly it is true that there have been there are miracles that, that manifest themselves that do happen outside of, um, of the norm. Uh, generally speaking, most things happen based on the natural order of things. And, and, and so, um, you know, like, for example, if, if I am struggling, you know, in my marriage, let's say if, if, if I'm married, I'm struggling, I'm having a difficult time, not that my wife is, 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 is in an, any kind of outside affair, not that I'm in any outside affair, but just the idea of us staying together is just killing us. You know, we just communication is messed up. You know, we're frustrated with each other all the time. We want it to be working out, but it's just not working out. And we both are praying. We both are praying, Lord, help us, help us, help us, help us. We need to be happy. We need to be happy. We're happy. And a year go by and we're still frustrated. We're still always fighting. Right. And so at some point we can get just to the point and say, you know what? Maybe we just shouldn't be together. You know, but perhaps what we've been praying for is the wrong thing. You know, and my point is, we, what we want is happiness. What we need is to understand one another. Right. <laughs> so perhaps rather than praying to be happy, we should be praying, Lord, help me to understand my spouse. You know, give me the strength, give me the fortitude to deal with my spouse so that I can not be frustrated when I don't agree with my spouse. And so, because that's what I need if my right. marriage is to work. I may want a happy marriage, but what I need is to be able to empathize with my spouse. And so if I can get that part and if God gives me that part, then the other stuff will take care of itself. And that's why I'm saying that oftentimes when we do pray, we we, we pray for the end result, but we don't pray for what we need to get to the end result. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I may pray, Lord, um, uh, help. I, I want I want to get a college degree. I'm praying for the college degree, uh, but as if that's that's what I need. See, what I need is the knowledge that I get from the college degree. <laughs> right, right. So what I need to be praying for is to look for the Lord to give me the patience to read the material, to give me the you know the, that stick stick-to-itiveness to study hard so I can get it in me. Now, if I can get that in me, I will graduate right. and I will get the degree, but I will have what I need, which is knowledge, because the piece of paper means nothing without the knowledge. Yes, yes, I, yes. I, I can echo that a lot. I've interviewed and had people working for me with college degrees that were, couldn't hold a candle to someone that, so some people that did not have a degree at all for his knowledge and knowing how to do the task at hand. Absolutely, and and that that same type of thing permeates. Um, our, our belief systems, you know, I mean, not, not just with degrees, but I mean, when most people are praying. Most prayers are for the end result as opposed to getting what you need to get to the end result. If you know, and uh, if you look at, uh, for example, if I look at the children of Israel, uh, and I'm, I'm hopeful that the listeners are familiar with the story about the children of Israel and when they were leaving Egypt land uh, on their journey to the promised land. Well, a part of the problem that they had and why God was not 
pleased with them was because they miss the forest for the trees. You know, is that all they were looking for is to get to the promised land. That's all they could see was getting right. there, getting there, getting there. And, and so they didn't realize that it was a journey that you you just don't get somewhere without the journey. And so a part of my prayer life has to be, Lord, you know, give me the strength to continue to walk this journey. You know, Lord, help me to stop uh, lamenting about my past, but help me to understand that the brighter future that lies ahead of me, you know, help Mm -hmm. me to be content with where I am right now. Because if I'm on a hundred mile journey and I'm halfway there, uh, rather than being upset because I'm not all the way there, I should still be grateful that I'm at the 50 mile mark, Right. you know, no matter right. how hard it was to get there. And so a part of my prayer ought to be uh, to, to, to acknowledge where I am and be thankful for where I am, but also to ask God to give me the grace and give me the fortitude to stick with it. Because oftentimes people fail to accomplish their goals, not because God isn't with them, because they give up right before they get to the end of the goal. Because yes. their assumption is that it's too hard or I can't get there. Well, maybe what you needed was not to get there faster, but what you needed was enough strength so you would not give up until you got there. Right. Yeah, I hear a lot of people talk about folks like with losing weight. Mm-hmm. They say that most people quit around between the, the, the third and the fourth week of the program mm-hmm. because they don't see the results. They, you know, they feel like they've been, you know, they're dieting or they're working out. It's like, where's these results at? Right. You know, so they end up just quitting and then going back to their regular self. And then they'll see somebody else or their gym partner, somebody else in the gym. They mm-hmm. kept going and they see them a year later and they see them, you know, they're slimmer. Everything looks good. Right. It's like, well, I should just stuck it through. But then they start again. And guess what happens? Three, four right. weeks into it, you same, up same thing. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and that, what you say is a, is a, is a great example um, because, you know, that's when you think about, again, if I look at the, that example of losing weight, and let's say I'm praying the Lord, Lord, you know, if, if, if my weight is causing me some health problems, let's say uh, diabetes, you know, what have you, and I'm high blood pressure and I'm praying, Lord, uh, bring my blood pressure down. Lord, help me with this diabetes. See, I'm praying for the end result. Right. As Rather than praying for uh, what I need to get the end result. Because if my diabetes is because I'm overweight, if my high blood pressure is because I'm overweight, rather than me paying for, praying for the Lord to bring my blood pressure down, because that's what I want, I should be praying for what I need, <laughs> which right. is, Lord, help me lose this weight. Right. Give me the fortitude. Give me the patience. Give me the strength to stay strong so I can push my plate away so I can exercise a little more and do what I need to do to lose this weight. And, and, and you know, and one thing I want to stress to people, and I talk about, talked about this on Sunday, is it is more important for God to give us the strength to continue than it is for God to remove you from the problem. And here's why I'm saying that. There is no one that lives a life problem free. No one. I don't care who you are, whether you are a two-year-old child, whether you are a hundred-year-old individual, you will always have problems in your life. So if my prayer is for for the Lord to remove the problem, I will stay frustrated because he will remove that problem. And then a month (laughs) later, another problem. Right. Another problem. I stay frustrated. 
if I pray for the Lord to give me the strength that I need to bear up under the burden of problems, I won't be frustrated because when the problem comes, I will have the strength I need to bear the burden. And so I won't be frustrated because I know I'm going to get through this because I have the strength to endure to get through it. Right. You know, and so that's why I'm saying, you know, our prayer has to be has to deal with not what I want, but what I need. Yeah. I had this uh, like like I said, in that similar situation that I had when I was walking and I was praying and what I was praying for was a business situation that I was in with employees. Mm-hmm. And I said, OK, and I said, OK, pastor told me to pray a certain way. So this I'm going to pray. And. And I said, and that's OK, I need to know I need to know how to be able to get the staff, my current staff to mm-hmm. listen better. Mm-hmm. And then lo and behold, and I said, OK, I said, amen, I finished my walk. You know, of course, it wasn't thunder cracking and one of the lightning bolts, you know, it wasn't Ten Commandments moment. Right. But like a couple of days later, then, you know, just, you know, a little nudge hits me in the head. You know, yeah, try this out. You know, and mm-hmm. I tried it and it worked. I went to HR and it ran it, shifted the ad a little bit and worked. We got more people coming in. We talked to the current staff and everything started moving in the right direction, which I had asked for, mm-hmm. which was for not necessarily the end result. Right. I knew what my end result wanted to be. Right. I knew what I wanted it to be. I just wanted to like, let's get this thing moving in the right direction. And what do I need to do? Absolutely. Because, see, what you focused on was the need and not the want. Because even if you had got what you want, let's say what you wanted was um, uh, a higher qualified staff. Let's say that's what you wanted. Right. If you got that higher qualified staff and didn't deal with the need, when that staff left, you would be in the same boat again. Exactly. And, and you would be frustrated again because now what do you do? Because it would be like, well, you didn't do anything different. They just happened to show up. Right. <laughs> but if God deal with the need it allowed you to do something different. And so you got a better result. And that's the thing. And that's the key thing. You know, generally speaking, um, prayer is not about changing other people. And that's not what it's about. Prayer is about strengthening me so I can deal with other people uh, because other people have a right to be who they are. So if I'm going through a difficult time in a relationship, for example, and I'm praying, Lord, please change that person. Well, that person has a right to be difficult, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and probably in that person's mind, they are not difficult. It's just that I find them difficult. And if I find them difficult, the person that needs to change is not them. I'm the one that needs to change. And so I need to somehow uh, uh, ask God to, to, to touch my heart so that I can put up with or I can deal with whoever it is. You know, uh, you know, Paul. Uh, puts that thing so well in the 13th chapter of the book of Corinthians when he talks about the fact that love is patient and kind and, and, you know, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. And so what Paul is saying then it's up to me, the individual, uh, to, to have a, a heart that allows me to put up with other folk. Uh, and, and, and to deal with other folk. And so that means that my prayer should always be dealing with the change in me and not the change in them. And that's the, again, that's the key thing. I just, you know, I'm hoping that uh, our listening audience can really get a grasp on that, that when you pray, uh, pray for the need and not for the want, uh, because you will always have issues, always have problems. And just because you get a want don't mean that the need will be supplied. 
Yeah. And it it kind of uh, reminds me, Pastor, of um, seeking you shall find mm-hmm. type situation. And, you, and God answers most prayers. So is what the frustration that people are having, which we're covering now, which is how to pray. Mm-hmm. It seems like maybe the frustration is because we're not praying correctly, not praying for what we need. And and that is compounding the situation to where even where non-believers or people less like right there at the edge, mm-hmm. you know, so you just got saved or you just started coming to church. And then, you know, the pastor says, you know, pray for the X, Y and Z. And then then like how we talked about, if you don't know how to pray, haven't been taught it, then you're doing it wrong. But then your whole your whole um, vision mm-hmm. or view of things is kind of skewed a little bit towards a negative because right. you're not doing it right. What you said was right on target um, in that it is the perception that's the issue. Uh, Because if you think of God like a parent uh, and the Bible says we should think of God like a parent because he is our heavenly father. Consider yourself, for example, every request your child makes to you, you answer. They may not like the answer, (laughs) but you answer. Right. And it's the same way. God answers every prayer. We just don't always like the answer. The answer comes in one of three forms. Yes, not now, or no. And those are legitimate answers. Right. Because there's some things that we ask for, he knows that we need right now. And so he will supply that need. There's some things we ask for that he knows we want, but that it is not good for us. And so God doesn't give us something that he knows will put us in a bad place. So we don't get that. The answer is no. I'm not going to give you something to kill yourself. I'm not going to give you something that will result in your moving further away from me as your heavenly father. And sometimes the answer is just not now, because sometimes we are not ready to get what we are asking for, Mm -hmm. you know, and if I'm not mature enough, I'm not going to get it right now. Uh, and, and, but, and sometimes I might be assuming that I haven't gotten it when I actually have gotten it. Because again, you know, it, it's not like putting it in a microwave. It, it's more like putting it in the oven and letting it bake for a while. Uh, because I may ask, let's say, I may ask the Lord, let's say, let's say if I was a single individual and I'm saying, Lord, I'm, I, I really need someone in my life. You said it's not good for a man to live alone. I need someone in my life. Now, I may not know that the woman that the Lord has for me, he's preparing right now. And in my mind, I may be thinking, it's been a year, Lord, and nothing has happened. And that woman may be right there in the church. Mm -hmm. And she could have gotten there a year ago. Uh, And it didn't mean God didn't move. It meant he did move. But it's just like when Israelites went to the promised land. They didn't get there overnight. So the person could be right there, but God could be preparing them for me because they may need to be more spiritually mature before, you know, we can really come together and enjoy one another. Or I may need to be more spiritually mature before I can receive that person. And so the person may be there. God may be working through me and he may, in fact, be doing just what I ask him to do, but not just at the time I ask him to do it, but it's on his time because his time is, was, was, was needed more than what I think the timing should be. 
So now let's let's go back to the um cause we had a, we had a podcast before on how to deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. So now I'm gonna ask the question a little a uh, little bit different. How do we pray for difficult people? It, it, we should always pray for difficult people, <laughs> always. But remember this: that difficult people are not difficult in every aspect of their life. And we have to ask ourselves, why are they difficult? Are they difficult because of who we are or because of who they are? And so sometimes it's not that they're difficult. It's just that I don't like the way you do business. But let's just say it really is because they are difficult. Uh, the, The Bible says we ought to pray for our enemies. We ought to pray for those that use us and abuse us. But our prayer should always be that whatever it is in their life that's causing them um, to not be what God wants them to be, Lord, help them to be better. You know, not for my sake, but for their sake, because their improvement should never be just so I can feel better about myself. Their improvement should always be so they can be more pleasing to the God that we serve. Yeah, a very good way of looking at that. <laughs> the, the only way, scripturally, that we should look at that, you know, because I, again, you know, if you if you if you think about some of the most difficult people in the Bible that we call difficult, right? Right. The question is, what made them difficult? You know, because there's some people that. Um, we would think are not difficult that the Bible may think are. You know, I mean, if you look at, for example, um, um, let's say um, Judas, right? Mm-hmm. Most people say he was difficult. The question is why? Why would we think he's difficult? What did he do to cause us to think he's difficult? Well, we'll say because he betrayed Christ. But Judas was the treasurer, right? So if he was so difficult, why would Christ give him the money? Right. Now, he made a mistake, granted, but still, I'm just saying, if God, if, if, if Jesus made him the treasurer, that must mean he wasn't as difficult as people think he was. But he did make a mistake. And the scripture says clearly that Satan influenced him. Right. But just because Satan influenced him to do something that we would say was deplorable, that doesn't mean that Judas himself was difficult. That's why the scripture says, our war is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers in high places, against that wickedness. Uh, 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 that, that's what our, our fight is against. So it's not the person that I'm at war with. It is actually the um, action that is being influenced by my enemy. And my enemy is not the person. My right. enemy is Satan. Right. Now, we you had um, said, talked about earlier about a topic mm-hmm. of um, one of the topics inside the topic was how to know if the devil was the one answering the prayer. Mm-hmm. And when you said that immediately, I thought about um, when you pray for a good woman and you turn the corner and you see somebody that's a 10 mm-hmm. banging. Right. But you know, this means no good to me. You right. know, so they, they God answer this prayer was it the devil that probably placed it there. That's immediately what shot in my head when I saw that topic. So how do we tell, Pastor, when we've said a prayer and we see 
a solution or an answer in mm-hmm. front of us. But something is it something that's not quite right with it that makes us understand this might not be what God's answer it might be the sure. devil trying to throw me off track. You know, the, the answer is extremely simple in, um, I, I guess, intellectually. And I, you know, and I will say application is not quite as simple. All right. I know it is God's answer because there's no answer from God that does not align with the Bible. Number one. Every answer from God will align with the Bible. And now people may say, well, what if I don't know the Bible? You know, then how do I know that it's aligning with God? Uh, And and that's that's why I say it's intellectually is straightforward. Uh, But from an application standpoint, uh, you know, how does it operate? And let's use the example that you gave. Right. Right. Um, Now, for me, it's simple. Because I know lust from love, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, right? And 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 I, but that doesn't mean that the woman isn't a good woman. Just because the woman is a ten, don't mean she's a bad woman, right? But let's say I, who is, I'm a child of God, am praying, Lord, I need someone in my life, and I, I'm walking through, you know, farm fresh, and I bump into, as you say, a ten. I mean, she's just. You know, eye candy from the word go. Right. right? Um, the issue is not how does she look. The issue is how is she as a person. Right. So how do I know she's from God? Well, how is she as a person? Is she a godly woman or is she a woman that is not? If she's not godly, then I know that God didn't put her in my pathway. I don't care how good she looks. <laughs> I don't care how much she says she wants me. Right. Because you know, she could be looking at me and be thinking, Hey, you know what? I'm yours. Anything you want, I got for you and, you know, and so forth and so on. But I know she's not a godly woman. Uh, and I may be thinking, well, you know what? But I can work with her. I can, I, <laughs> I can do it. I can do that. No, I, you can't change people. But they, but isn't that where we as people kind of fall in that trap? We pray for something. It is something similar to what we pray for comes along. But if we don't. Say we recognize that it's it's not quite what we wanted, but it just looks so good. It's 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 seventy five percent there. Let me go ahead and try to make this work. Well, I'll go back to my initial statement, and that is, our prayer should always be not for what I want, but for what I need. Right. If I pray for what I need, it will allow me to get what I want. And so, do I need a ten, or do I need a godly woman? Mm. That's the issue, right? So my prayer should be for a godly woman. Right. Now, here's what I have come to appreciate, and that is you can't find a diamond in the trash can, generally speaking. You know, I mean, bottom line, right. no one throws away an asset. So if I want a godly woman, I can't look for her in the trash. I got to look for her where godly women are. And so if, if I'm praying for a godly woman, then... That should be the the uh, barometer that I use to determine is she from God or not, and if she's godly, really, should it really matter whether she's a ten or a two? Right, that's right. Because I pray for a godly yeah, woman, woman. And, and women, please don't get upset with us for using a numerical score uh, <laughs> on, on women. Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm praying for a godly woman, so it shouldn't matter, you know, how how. Uh, well, you know, how other folk may view her uh, physically, 
because one person's trash is another person's treasure. And just because someone else may say, you know, that they don't think she's a 10, you know, I may think she's a 10. And if she's godly to me, she's a 10, regardless of anything else. Yeah. You know? and, I, and I've been in a situation where I saw a woman that, that looked like a 10 and in the second she opened her mouth, it was like downhill from there. Absolutely. Everything that glitters ain't gold. That's right. And the grass isn't always green on the other side. <laughs> no, it's not. So so I, I think that's, to me, that's a key factor is is that praying for what you need rather than praying for what you want. Now, Pastor, for the ladies out there that will um, pray for a man and I and just like with the woman, the 10, a 10 version of a man shows up, mm-hmm. six pack, good job, good benefits, um, and good credit comes around the corner. But let's say he's verbally abusive mm-hmm. and, and God forbid, physically abusive. Mm-hmm. Of course, at that moment, was our prayers really answered or were they answered? Well, here's, again, here's the thing, you know. Um, if she, if she's praying for a man, she got a man right. right now. Is that to say that God sent her that man? Uh, no, not necessarily. I don't believe God would send a woman a man who's abusive. I, I just don't believe that. So just because a man shows up don't mean God sent it. Just for example, uh, just because, um, uh, someone calls me up and say, you know, we got a special on cars. You know, does that mean God wants me to buy a car? No. Here's the thing. And, you know, and I, again, I keep stressing this because it's so important is that people tend to pray for wants and not for needs. They pray for wants and not for needs. Do I need a man if I'm a woman or do I want a man? Do I need a family or do I want a family? Do I need a higher paying job? Do I want a higher paying job? We always tend to pray for the want. Um, I go to the doctor. The doctor give me some bad news about health. You know, um, do I need the cure or do I need to be able to live with whatever he told me? Okay. From, we, we know from the Bible that the prayer should be live with what I have. For example, uh, Paul said he had a condition. He said, for this thing, I sought the Lord thrice. And the Lord gave me an answer and said, my grace is sufficient unto thee. Uh, and, and what the Lord was telling, what Jesus was telling Paul is, I am giving you the strength to live with the condition. You keep praying for me to cure the condition. But the blessing is that I'm allowing you to thrive with the condition that you have. And so that's the, you know why I say this distinction is between praying for what I need and praying for what I want. Um, and the same thing uh, about the woman that, you know, wants this man, you know, what you need, let's say you want a husband, but what you need in a husband is a godly husband who will provide a covering for you the way the Bible outlines it. See, that's what you need. If you have a husband, you need one that's godly and it, and it will be that covering. And so that's what we sh- what a woman should be looking for is that need to be supplied. 
She may want that man that's six foot two, <laughs> right. you know, 200 pounds, 5% body fat, <laughs> you, you know, right. uh, drives, you know, a Mercedes convertible and has a, you know, $150,000, $200,000 income a year. That may be what she want, but there may be some things that come along with that man that she don't want. Right. You know, like he may have two girlfriends on the side. Right. He may have some baby mama drama that he got to deal with. You right. know, he may uh, uh, have some tax issues that's going to kill him down the road. Uh, you know, I'm just, and not that that in and of itself is bad. I'm just saying that. Uh, the key thing we should be looking for is what what do I need when I'm praying? You know, what do I need? The Bible says that we serve a God that's, that, 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 that's a compassionate God, compassionate. Anyone that's compassionate is one that understands how to empathize with you. Empathy, as you know, is to understand and to, to be able to, to see a person's needs. Compassion is the ability to see the need, but also feel such that I don't want you to go through whatever you're going through. And so when I'm praying to God uh, and, um, and and he recognizes my need, he's going to fulfill my need. He's going to provide for me in a way that anything that is troubling me, he will fix it so that trouble won't be there anymore. And that has to be the key thing again. And and I know it seems simplistic. And I know people probably say to themselves, that's what I always pray for. Step back and really look at it and ask yourself. I mean, really take an honest, honest look. Am I really praying for what I need or am I praying for what I want? Do I really need a bigger house? Do I want a bigger house? Right. You know, do I really need Anything that I'm praying for, do I need to get out of debt or do I want to get out of debt? Because if you need to get out of debt, you wouldn't have got in debt. All right. That's right. Very true. So now switching gears here, um, now I'm going to ask you, uh, Pastor, what is one of the things that you care uh, that you w- would like to share with everybody mm-hmm. that you have prayed for personally and that you that you saw come to fruition? You know, I would say um, the ministry of, of, of Enoch Baptist Church, um, my, every night, there's not a night that goes by that the ministry of Enoch Baptist Church is not a part of my prayer life. You know, and that's what I'm praying for. And I also pray for the safety and security of my family. You know, those are the, I, I'm not praying for them to be filthy, rich and wealthy and this kind of thing. I pray for their safety and their security. I pray for the ministry of Enoch Baptist Church that it will touch the lives of people in a positive way so that our Heavenly Father will get the glory. Uh, and, 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 and I am amazed at how God has shown himself, you know, in that regard to, to the ministry, you know, and, and I'll, and I'll give you an example. You know, we have community day coming up on the 26th of of August, excuse me, uh, from one to five. And we're going to be handing out a thousand book bags to kids, uh, full of school supplies and all those kind of things. And, um, when I consider, um, how God has touched the hearts of people to help us be able to do those kinds of things. Uh, and we do it, you know, every year. Um, and, 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 and that kind of thing that allows us to help people, uh, allows us to help in the community. You know, we had a strategic plan for the community 
and, and God just brought it all to fruition um, with the Family Life Center. And we're on the verge now of getting a, um, a home so that we can help homeless people. You know, things that I would have never thought that was 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 within our grasp. Right. Uh, but the Lord just, just dropped it out there out of nowhere. And, and so, uh, but again, the prayer was always with a need and, and not, not with a want. You know, there, there is a need for us to ensure that our children uh, are better prepared when they go to school and when they enter into life. There's a need for us to take care of those that cannot take care of themselves. And, that, and that's the key thing. And I believe all of our members have, have, have prospered because they have supported you know the ministry in in that way. Well, th- thank you, Pastor, for um, giving us um, enlightenment on how to pray, and in different ways that we can pray as well, and making sure that we pray for our needs and not for our wants. Is there anything else you would like to bring uh, before we close out? Uh, again, just to remind folks, as I said, that on the twenty sixth of twenty sixth of August, we will be having a back to school celebration. Uh, it will be at. Um, 858 Herbert Moore Road in the city of Virginia Beach. Come out, have a great time. It's going to be, it's going to focus on the kids. So look forward to seeing everybody there. Sounds good. This is your CB Baker. Till next time.